0: So we're just quickly testing, that's cool, thank you. Oh, Oh, nice, nice, I know, but good, thank you, because it's so out of the way, I can't see it. And my sense is nobody else is going to notice, you know, in the, in the world of.
1: heart and soul and welcome to our sunday celebration service today is sunday august 1st my name is sonia russell i am a proud founding member and licensed practitioner here at heart and soul center of light and it is my great pleasure to welcome you i want to remind you of the ways to be consistently engaged at heart and soul center of light and of any immediate calls to action that you need to know that we have coming up Following my letting you know these things, we will lead into our devotional time, which today is being facilitated by practitioner Felicia Williams-Cozy, and following our devotional time, we will be leading right into our inspirational service. So our website is heartsoulcenter.org. You can find out how to be more deeply engaged in our Monday night book study around the year with Emmett Fox, you can find out how to get access to prayer, you can uh, get access to our podcast, there's lots of ways in which you can be engaged in that way. I want to make sure that you know that you can also give by visiting our website. We have an opportunity to give in community together, but any time of the day or night you are able to give by visiting heartsoulcenter.org give. So we are going to lead into letting you know that summer school was off the chain. The first day has happened. It's not too late to be a part of it. So get yourself signed up as soon as you can. We're going to have you check out the trailer for summer school so you can make sure you know what you're missing out on. And then we will lead into our prayer and care village because today is the first Sunday of the month and it is the day that we like to celebrate our community. So check this out.
2: When you trust and open your heart, life seem to take a brand new start. When you trust, when you do. When you're lost and going astray, step to the side, get out of your way and just trust that spirit will lead you. A loving hand will pull you through. When you trust, and just let go.
3: Felicia Williams Cozy. I'm a licensed practitioner, proud member, and co-lead of the prayer and care ministry here at Heart and Soul Center of Light. I'm so grateful that on the first Sundays, we have the opportunity to share with you who we are as a prayer and care village, how you can reach us, what it is that we do, and how we celebrate. Because we know that prayer works. And we are here to stand with you in those times of challenge and change, in times of trials and tribulations or difficulties, as well as in those times of joy and celebration. we like to be here for you to celebrate with you and to stand with you in knowing the truth for whatever it is you're going through in this journey that we call life. We offer laser prayer, that is, short, confidential, focused, and intentional prayer to support you in knowing the truth through any situation. Through laser prayer, we align with your intention for well-being and joy, peace, harmony, health, relationship, and all things good. So we offer prayer 10 minutes after every Sunday service and at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Wednesday mornings, where you can request group prayer for what's on your heart in the areas of health and healing, work, creative self-expression, prosperity, love, relationship, harmony, peace, and joy, and right action and divine guidance. You can also reach us online at any time at, at heartsoulcenter.org. Our Power of Prayer podcast is available to you at any time of the day or night, 24-7. And you can find that through Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast platform. We're also really excited to announce that we have a call-in prayer line where you can call in a prayer request at any hour in any time zone. And a prayer facilitator will respond to you within 24 hours, 510-607-7747. We love to celebrate with you. And one of the ways that we do that on First Sundays is to celebrate birthdays in the month of August. So if you're having a birthday this month, we offer you this gift of affirmation. Today, I remember I am one with spirit and I am blessed in so many ways. I choose to live my dream and by faith, I move confidently forward in all I do and be. And from your heart and soul, center of light community and prayer and care, we say to you, Beloved, we know who you are. You are the beloved of God, and we celebrate your light. You are blessed this day with radiant health, expanding abundance, loving relationships, and the wisdom, courage, and strength to be all that you are here to be. We love you. We appreciate you. And we thank God for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to
4: you. Happy birthday to you. Happy.
3: My name is Felicia Williams Cozy, and I'm a licensed practitioner and member of Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating the devotional segment of our service today. Our devotional is our intention,
2: vision, and statement together to
3: center ourselves.
2: When you trust and open your heart, and anchor ourselves. Life seems to take a brand new
3: opportunity to declare our intention in the world. It speaks to who we are and how we operate. So this is our time to recite and declare our intention together. We are a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people and together we make a quantifiable, positive difference on the planet and so it is. Beloveds, even as we have grounded ourselves in our vision, let us now take the opportunity to also ground ourselves in stillness. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you might be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyelids to close and relax into this sacred moment. Join me in taking a deep, conscious breath. Let's breathe in and release it with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer experiences. As we enter the stillness, continue to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. allow ourselves to now ground ourselves in prayer as we recognize the one life the one spirit, the one joyous creative energy that is the center of our being it is that energy that allowed us to wake up this morning to have eyes to see the sunshine to experience the rain as something beautiful and joyous. To notice all of the movement around us as our earth is spinning and yet we can be still. Oh, we recognize this oneness, this goodness, this life that brings each and every one of us into being. And knowing that we are one with this energy, one with this creative process that allows us to express all that we are here to be. And so I give thanks this day. I give thanks for this opportunity to recognize the goodness of God in all of the ways that it shows up as blessings, as blessings upon blessings within blessings when we pause to recognize that they are there. I know that this is a time for us to deepen our practice of knowing our oneness, of knowing this presence that lives in each and every one of us all the time, everywhere we are. And so as I recognize this is an opportunity to go deeper in my adventure in faith, to bring out all of what trust means, individually and collectively, we give thanks that this is a time of expansion. This is a time of allowing. This is a time of surrender. And this is a time of grace. And so with this, I give thanks for each and every person who makes this service possible today. For our AV team that allows us to be present regardless of where we are, and connected in community and in love. For our greeters who greet us online and in person with love, with joy, with intention of reminding us that we are community. For our practitioners who pray without ceasing and our ministers who stand in the fire and invite us into the expansion of all that we can be for our beloved Reverend Andriette, who continues to say the sacred yes to lead us through example into higher and greater and best for all. And so in gratitude, I release this word into the activity of love and law, knowing that love has already caught this up and law is making it so. And I invite you to anchor this prayer with me as we say together, amen, Amen. Ashe." and so it is.
0: is. Thank you, Felicia. And good morning, heart and soul. This is, mm, I'm so grateful for practitioner Felicia's prayer for the entire devotional, but also what I heard in the prayer was a teaching, frankly, of what is not only what's possible for us, but what's ours to claim on this adventure in faith. So on Wednesday evenings, for the next several we have, for the next four Wednesdays, because we've had our, our, our first session last week, We are focused on trust, and we are literally inviting you to to trust the process. Now, a little earlier, when it would have been a quiet time, and we are both um, an in-person service just for folks who are in service to further get their support in being set for when we are fully open. So, there are a few people in the room, specifically four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people in the room. And um, earlier, <laughs> when it would have been quiet, it, as it, we go live because we are broadcasting, but there were some things happening in the room. So, you may have heard my voice on mic when it was not appropriate. I'm just going to ask you to trust the process. Because this is the first time we've done this. I mean, we've been doing services as a broadcast function, live streaming for a year and a half, but we haven't been doing this little combo. So there will just be all of this. I wouldn't typically make this point. I would just move on. But I think it's a teaching moment because rather than reacting, which we often do, it's a knee-jerk kind of thing, where we're in and the world is encouraging us to be critics. We people we don't know on social media we now in their business with an opinion about what they're doing or not doing. So the, there, there's a current culture that is inviting us to be outside of ourselves and in other folks stuff. When the greatest work and the invitation is for us to trust on every level. So for summer school this year, for the five weeks, in, well, the four weeks in August, we are focused on trust, trust in self, trust in God, trust in others, trust in life. And so the invitation is for us to, in all of that, somehow come to trust the process. Whatever the process is, is to build a relationship with self and the divine so that trusting others and trust. Now, what, I'm not trying to teach the summer school right now, so let me, I'm going to move on. But I'm going to leave you with this sentence stem. What I trust most is. So you're already, you've been through the devotional. So just in this moment, what is it? What completes that sentence for you? What I trust most is, and the invitation is to play with us in summer school so that you have an opportunity to expand that, that you emerge on this adventure in faith as simply trusting. Yes. Ooh, that's juicy good, if I say so myself. So, look last week, I was um, focused on excuse me just a moment, please <clears throat> Thank you. Last week, I was focused on john nine one through seven i 'm going I promised you that I was going to come back here and work out some more of this with you here 's the the deal this is where the master teacher, Yeshua, is healing a man who the disciples and those gathered. So this was the live version I'm declaring of some of our social media antics where folks get into it. Well, why was he blind anyhow? Was, this, was it based on his parents or did he do something in utero, or what was it? Because everybody in the community knew that this man had been blind the entire time. So now, rather than just blessing and knowing the infinite possibility, instead it's the question of how it got to be this way. Now, I'm not just talking about this scripture so that we can go back in time. I'm talking about this present time in our lives. I'm talking about how we, rather than look for what's possible in the moment, we're busy in the story of how it got to be that way, even if we don't know how it got to be that way. We're busy discerning what the possibilities were and who must have done, who can we blame for this? And this is really where the teaching is because the the notion what was going on in the experience was finding who can we blame for this because this is out of order. But the master teacher was, was indicating that it was not that it was out of order, but that there was an opportunity to see the greater divinity in each and every one of us, that none of us has to stay in whatever it is. What is that notion? What, what is that axiom that yeah, I made my bed got to gotta lay in at that idea? And I remember when I lived by that very much, when I was blaming myself, I felt, well, you did it, so you just have to kind of reap the outcome of that. Now, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm over it. You know, I'm willing to let go of, so sure enough, I did it. I created that situation, circumstance in my life. But now I'm choosing that I don't want that no more. So this is essentially me getting up out of that bed that I made and said, "This is no longer comfortable in a Goldilocks kind of way." Yes, this is too lumpy. This is too whatever. It's I'm not. I don't have to suffer in this. And that's what people believed. Well, now I don't know why I'm using past tense. That's what we as humans believe. We just have a story, an ancient story that we can use as guidance on our adventure in faith. Does this make sense? All right. So what you have is this notion that the blindness had to do with somebody sinning. But let's get clear in terms of defining terms. That the metaphysical Bible dictionary and every metaphysical teaching and teacher I've ever had, this notion of sin, I learned it as an archery term meaning you've missed the mark. You, you were aiming for the, the center of the target, and you did not hit it. And so that's a sin. So that's not a sin you're going to burn in hell. One is no hell, so you already burn it. And some of us do. Some of us do in that moment. There's no later time when you're going to burn around it. Some of us, a, a year ago, ten years ago, whatever the thing happened, is, and we are still in it. We are still, whatever that is we did a decade ago or two decades ago or longer, we're still blaming ourselves. And that's the burn in hell notion. It's not another after you live this life. It's in this life, as in heaven, so on earth, as in mind, so in effect. So, this idea of sin, pardon me. Is missing the mark and falling short of divine law, but that wasn't what they were teaching. When they said who sinned, it was who messed this up, who caused to be out of alignment with divine vision. I'm going to say in this particular instance, does that make sense? And um, but what we get. From the teaching, and I'm just going to share this with you, this idea that the, the command, if you will, to, from God to humanity is this notion of be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. What I'm, the reason I'm sharing that with you is because it's painting a picture for you of dominion, of just how much power, just how much influence you have. You see, we don't get to declare and sing about the only one of us if we believe that it's all separate. So every breath we breathe in and exhale has an impact. Y'all know about the butterfly's wings, the impact of that. How could that be true but not your breathing? There's this divine interconnectedness that is the the evidence of oneness. And this is also talking about that, that creatures of land and sea represents states of mind. We're not really talking about you being the queen or the king or the fish. We're saying that that represents a, a level of movement, a level of consciousness in you and that you have dominion over that, but only if you exercise it on your adventure in faith. Pardon me. <clears throat> and any failure on our part, to exercise this dominion is falling short. That's what the sin is. So if you can see the blind man now in your own in your own consciousness, because you know the blind man is really not a, di- a medical diagnosis. It's the willingness to not see. It's the willingness to miss what is. It's the willingness to live in the. In the unevolved, knowing that life is ever-evolving, but you're not going to evolve. I'm just going to stay in this problem right here, the problem from 1965, the problem from 1972, the problem from 2000. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, so, we all have our own blindness in that sense, our own refusal to see what else is possible of us, yes? Okay, let me see here if there's any. Okay, okay. Look, so when we on Wednesday night, and I've shared this many times before, but I'm going to share it with you now. This this movements in consciousness, the four states of mind from which we experience life. Many of you have heard it referred to as the four kingdoms. I've done my own work with it, and I call it now movements and consciousness because calling it, well, I just do, suffice it to say. So, look, I am using it in this instance, applying it very specifically to this scripture, and I'm, apl- I'm asking us to apply this scripture to our own lives as well. So, see yourself, and this is part of our challenge. We often don't, we want to tell the story as if it is separate from us, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just going to tell it rather than using scripture and mythology and fairy tales and uh, um, what is this on television? Um, reality TV, little r, reality TV. <laughs> uh, it's very, it's, it, for me, the reality TV shows that I watch What I love about them is I get to see me. And I mean, literally, I watch it with that filter. And often I'm like, oh, my God, that's what that looks like. Because we don't see ourselves. Or let me not speak for y'all. I don't see me. I'm just out here being me. And so I'm saying and doing stuff and thinking, oh, that was clear. And then I see somebody do that and I go, oh, my God that's what that looked like, that's what that felt like, that's what that is. And so I use it as a cautionary tale, as a way to, to uh, remind me, to, a way to get my intention that this is, it's enlightening me to the other evolutionary points in my life. I hope that makes sense. So look, here's what we're, I'm looking at the lower left corner where we see that the victim consciousness is. So this is where we feel like something is done to us. So picture this is the blind man's consciousness. He's a victim. He's a beggar. He's a victim. It can't get no better. It's going to be like this. I've been blind all my life. I'm going to be blind all my life. You know, some of you have had diagnoses prognosis, some of us are right now have outlived, I right now am standing before you several decades beyond what doctors said I, my parents would have with me. And I'm not the only one. I mention that too often to awaken folks who have forgotten that they are living the miracle. Because we classify miracles as outside of anything that any of us have experienced. But many of us are living miracles already, but we're not owning it. Why? Because we are in this quadrant of consciousness living. And we see ourselves as victimized by whatever that was. Whatever it was and however it happened. Does this make sense? But look. In order for the blind man to move through, and if you follow, if you're looking at that, uh, well, you can't help but look at it if you're facing the screen at all. But if you move through with just above that victim, just above that lower left quadrant, and move up, you follow that arrow, arrow. That arrow moves you through a portal, and that portal is a change in mind. It's a change in being. It's a change in consciousness. Does this make sense? And what happened for the blind man is that he did what was required. I'm talking to us. He literally did what was required. Play it out in your mind. Somebody has suggested that you do something, and you said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay right here in this quadrant. I'm going to keep believing what I believe, and you need to get on away from here so that I can be here in my victim state. So he did what was required, and what? He followed the instructions. What were the instructions? First of all, you got to know that the master teacher, Yeshua, went and put spit in some dirt and then put it on a man's eye. Some of y'all would not have been unblinded. Let's just be true. We would have been, "Mm, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I got a stick. I got my, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm good. I, I got my little area. I'm good. Thank you very much. I thought it was going to be just a wave of the hand. But now that it's going to be spitting mud, I'm just going to, no, that's, I'm good. I've been blind like this. I'll be all right. But instead, something shifted for him to allow that process, and that process then changed who and how he was. Yes, yes, but it doesn't stop there because we are ever-evolving if we're willing. And here we got a story about somebody who was willing. So look at here. Then if you follow the, the, the example I'm asking, him to put it back up for us. So that you can see and follow the arrow that goes through that large portal, portal that says release control. So now he's he never seen before. He don't know what's going on. But what was the rest of the instruction? Go wash in the river. Go wash in that body of water. And part of it was so that he could have something to do in this. You know if somebody just waves a wand over you, something may shift, but you haven't. You know, some part of the effect may shift, but you, your mind, hadn't, you don't even know what happened. If they have to tell you now, it's, but what happens? No, it didn't it nothing happen, did it? Do I look any different to anybody? No. And so, no, that didn't work. But the part of the process was you got to go wash it off. You have to be engaged in it, but he might not have done it. He might have instead declared, I'm paralyzed here. I just, I've been traumatized by this experience of spit and mud, and I can't, I can't do that. So I'm going come wipe it off. Sister, come wipe this off of me. I don't know what's happening. You know, this is a bad thing. Can you see us in this? You know, sometimes we want to just take the high road when we read Scripture, we just all want to be, I don't know who, who the character is we're going to pick because there's always humanity unfolding, which means you're going to get to the point where the rest of the story unfolds. So in this particular case, we now are following the arrow through the portal to, that, to the lower quadrant and we see that it's through me where he washes it off and realizes he can see. See, there's a realization there. The blind man has a new identity. We don't get to call him the blind man anymore. And the beauty is, now we can say the man formerly known as the blind man. We can do that certainly, but he's not blind and y'all don't even. Do, Do you see what's going on here? Just a moment ago, before he splashed the water, but you can't even imagine what that must be like. You can splash some water on your eyes, on your face, and when you raise your face, you see for the first time. Some of y'all have had a little surgery on your eyes, a little cataract, or whatever it was, and when they take the little bandage off, you're looking to see if you can see any better, Yes? Imagine if you've not, you can't even. I don't know why I'm inviting you to. Because you cannot imagine having never seen anything, and now you splash some water and you see everything. But do you see the transformation in now seeing everything? It began with a willingness to see. This is the point here. So now, when we, move, when we move up, you see there's another one, surrender, because we're moving into the transcendent self. So now, a new man lives among us. That's true for all of us. A new human lives among us every time we change our mind and are open to the higher calling for our lives in a given moment. He didn't move away and then come back. And do, No, see, all of this was within moments. And the folks were like, you can't be the same guy, except they knew it was. But you see how we doubt even the possibility of it. Lord, uh, that's, that's, that's like it for now. Be- here's what, I, here's what I, I want you to get in this moment. Y'all have heard me talk about this commercial that I have no idea what the product was. But it struck me so, probably a couple of decades ago, where a man is just, he's in a workplace with those ceiling tiles, you know, that you can move, those those ones. And um, he's bouncing a pencil, the eraser on the table, on the desk. He's like, we, you clearly see him engaged in something. And in that process, he's just bouncing that. And it goes higher and higher. And finally, it, it, he's throwing it up. And I guess that's really what he's doing, not so much bouncing, but throwing it up. And uh, it sticks in the ceiling tile. So he climbs up on the desk to get it down, which means you kind of, you know, are doing this. And there's light up there. And then he realized there's a whole party going on up there. Now, I have no, but it, what struck me about this is how often am I down here tripping? How often? I, I don't know what the product was. I don't care. But what my takeaway was is how often am I down here at the desk level tripping, and there's a party going on right up here. And if the party would have to be up. Because it's a higher vibration. I'm I'm in here in this lower vibration of Lord, whatever that is. Because you can feel his energy of it ain't connecting, whatever that is. But right there, right there, not out of reach but out of mind is something else. So I've come today to tell you that love is in the room. You need to see it. So the blindness must be let go, so that you can discern the love, the party, if you will, right where you are. My beloved brother Ty Stevens wrote a song about it. Here it (laughs) go.
5: Let yourself go
0: began this trek through the movements and consciousness from this sense of being a victim, that in the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, it speaks to the blind beggar, the one who would be ensconced in that lower left quadrant, is, represents one who has no perception of his or her own capacity and no confidence in his power to rise superior. That dominion we talked about, remember? To rise superior to conditions in the material realm. It means we often are left to think or to operate as if the way it is is simply the way it has to be. There's not a social... Often I think about... Social activist, beginning with Mother Harriet, you, you know. And that time, I mean, right now there's some perception of pers- of uh, protections or or defenses or security. When you think about, you know, I've talked to you many many times about what the streets of even New York and eastern, northeastern streets were like, uh, especially after the Fugitive Slave Act, but even before. And so when I think about folks who, who are, are living in the blessing of not being limited by how it is now, not having that as their well baby that's just the way it is no that's not the way it has to be what what's motivating me what's what's inspiring us what is us what our aspiration is is to see it in another way to lift up a vision to be visionaries to visualize other outcomes You know, I often think about, I remember my mother passed before President Barack Obama or Senator Barack Obama was elected, and that's an easy place for me to go back to because I I, my thoughts have often meandered. How would, what would that have been like for her? My mother was very politically active. My mother was very politically aware, you know, a political activist and advocate. And so what would she, I just, I often, and it's a fun place to go for me, what would that be like for her? But sometimes I also think about our ancestors, how would they see how we treat the children and the elders? It's not a fun place for me to go because this is on our watch and I have often felt like we can do better. I know we can, but do we see our own capacity? Do you do you see this point? Because we won't move as long as we think we can't do anything more. As long as we think we're, what, at our wit's end? This is, i I'm, I'm done all I can do. Now, if you're still here, I just beg to differ. And I don't mean here online. I don't mean here in the center. I mean if you're still drawing breath, there's something else for you because this life is purposeful. So if you're still living, you still have purpose. You may not even have the capacity for speech anymore, but you can look in somebody's eyes and they can read that look, that feeling, that energetic presence, and be changed in your presence. This I know. This I know for sure. Sh- oh. So the key to the situation is the denial of material darkness, ignorance, inability. That's how we move In consciousness, as we deny that that can stop me, it becomes a get thee behind me moment. You know, like, I see you. I'm just, I'm paying you no attention. Because the idea will come of less than this. I'm I'm trying to do that. I'm really on this mission of expanding, of movement in consciousness. Yes? Yes? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, look. When, the, what we get in this, particular, in this scripture, what we got in the reading of it, is that the master teacher was not limited by, you, you see, the community had the questions about, like, the questions point, the question about how it got to be like that was really to kind of solve our concern about could it happen to me too? You know, what'd you do to have that happen to you? And this is a message for such a time as this. During a pandemic that has now morphed into its next, we got work to do, folks, because it's all energy. It's all energy. And so what we're responsible for is our own energetic vibration. But I don't think we have yet discerned how powerful that is. We, we're waiting for the vaccine, another level. we about to get the, what's the addendum shot? The booster, thank you. We're we looking to see, do I need a booster? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But what I'm saying here is it can't be solved at the material level. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the material is all good because this is a material this is this universe is a spiritual universe and it has a material aspect to it. But you cannot solve spiritual problems at the material level. You are only mat- at the material level you just move in pieces around on the on the board game. And that's a good thing. Pieces need to be moved around, but you're going to have to be doing something else as well. As this, this, is why, this is why I show up every Sunday and, and we do this is because my intention is to inspire somebody, to, which really means just remind you of something you already know, but remind you in a way that you may not be able to deny that you know it this time. That this time, something, my voice, I guess if I holler at you, I must be thinking that, that you, you later in the week, you'll go, Lord, she was hollering at me. What was she saying? And then something, will, something might just kind of, yeah, just with that thought, you go, oh, that's right. I, should, I need to journal about whatever. I'm, I'm going to pray about. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to shift my energy in some profound and beneficial way. Lord, I hope this is making sense, because you see I'm up here working it out. Um, mm, mm, mm. So the master teacher knew that, that power is never limited by anything that may have happened. So the, 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 main, the demonstration here was it don't matter who did what to who. Because in this moment, something else can happen. That this moment is fertile and ripe for transformation, but only for those who see the capacity for transformation. For the ones who have pulled up a chair and decided this is just just how it is. It just, you know, they fired me, they let me go, and so I'm just, what? Somebody else is like, baby, this is an opportunity. Because all y'all know I didn't really want to be there. But, but some of us will deny all the hundreds of people we told we didn't want to be there. And now we just victimized by not being there. You know that's our story. You know, once somebody points it out, we wish it wasn't so. But that's our blindness, that we cannot see the gift in it. We cannot see the possibility in it because we're not trusting in possibility. We're not trusting that the universe is really working in perfect order. We're not trusting that the overall condition of our lives and life is balanced. We act just as if we have fallen out of the field of gravity in our victimization, our sense of being victimized. And I've come today to say no such thing. No, what, what if? What if we didn't believe that that was even a thing? So what is a miracle? Long ago, miracles were regarded as happenings brought about by some supernatural influence. You know, so you couldn't, like, replicate a miracle. It was just, ooh, it just happened. You had to be there. But now we've begun to realize that miracles are events that take place as a result of the application of a higher law to certain conditions, so for folks with health and wellness, it's, a, it's the application of the law of health and well-being to that condition, as you understand it. And it may have nothing to do with all your research about how bad it can get. Now, I'm not saying don't do that, but you might, well, I am to some people. I really am because everybody cannot hold it, and you must know, we'll be there in summer school because this trusting self would mean you would know if you can do that. Now, there's some of us who can do that research and then get right up, uh, be like, okay, so that's who we, and then get right over here and be like, all right, so here's what we're doing, Father, Mother, God. <laughs> Yeah, here's how we, okay, we, I, now I got some information. But if you can't do that, if you read the information and you are paralyzed by it, then guess what quadrant you'll live in until you can allow that to fall away. And you can only be where you are. So this notion of trusting self is coming into a level of self-awareness where you can determine how much of this can I know, how much television can I watch. Not how much can they broadcast. Not how many stations do they have. But just how much news can I watch and still vibrate at the level I am committed to vibrating. How much, of, how much gossip can I do? before I fall into the, du- you, the downward spiral of it. You understand what I'm saying? You can't do what everybody does. Your mama told me to tell you. You can't. You cannot do what everybody does. You must know who you are and how much of that, if any, you can do. Dietary. Some of y'all know you, it don't matter who you out dining with, you can't eat that. And some of you cannot eat one bit of it. It doesn't need to be on the table. Period. Our beloved Dr. Maya Angelou was somebody who was allergic to or had a severe reaction to seafood, and we were at a um, a banquet, and the ban—that's what they were serving was seafood, and she had uh, I had take her out and sit with her while they found something else for her, but she couldn't even be in the room with it. But you got to know because a lesser evolved individual would have felt like, oh, I, I can't, how am I going to lead this group? What are they going to think? What are they going to say? That's a form of blindness where you cannot see what is best for you. The master teacher was also pointing out that he really really is the light of the world. That it wasn't a euphemism, but it was that just as we are, that by shining our light, by being the truth of our being, that others are transformed in our presence. But if not if we're too afraid to acknowledge that I, I can't do that. I'm lactose intolerant. Now you don't and I'm not suggesting you have to tell people. Let me take that back. I'm I just don't do that. No, no, thank you. You don't have to tell them you vegan or you evolving on the vegan scale or whatever it is. Yeah, I just have a little bacon every now and then. <laughs> but otherwise I'm vegan. I've, I've got oh forgive me. Forgive me, vegans, (laughs) forgive me. (laughs) I didn't, that wasn't me, that was, see, what quadrant am I in? (laughs) That wasn't me, that was, you know, something else happening. Look at here. What I want you to know is that you are never limited by the principle of your being. Who you are is not limited in any way, shape, or form. That was that idea of you having dominion over the sea and over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and the universe. No, it's not, you not queen and king or nothing. It's that you have dominion over all of those thoughts, over your entire consciousness in a way that can manifest for you as being an example, not an example to others, but for yourself, an example, a model of, an experience of the principle of your being. And that to know, as Ernest Holmes says, that limitation is a result of a limited use of this principle... So it's the principle of you. But where you feel limited is just a limited use of the principle. Ernest Holmes says you can come to but one conclusion. There is something which honors your belief, not in a big way in one place and a little way in another place. Rather, it honors your belief what as you believe it. While you are in the midst of believing it, it is revealing itself and expressing itself in and as you. Our sister Octavia Butler, all that you touch, you change. Come on. Come on, and it's not just the finger. It's not tactile touch. It's the energetic touch of being. All that you change, though, changes you. Come on, blind people. Come on, blind people. Understand that all that you change changes you. Your willingness to have that mud and spittle, whatever that was, your willingness to go there changes you. Just your yes. Pardon me. Just your yes. The only lasting truth, she tells us, is change. There is a power of change, and it lives in and as us. We're surrounded by us. It's not limited to the human experience. It's everywhere, always present. My beloved brother, Ty Stevens wrote a song about it.
2: Here you go.
5: This is the song I wrote with my good friend M.C. Shao in Moscow. Just proving that relations between people are just fine. This starts with a question. What if the world was a bad place because What if you had more love and compassion in all you do? The world would be a better place. We'd all live with ease and grace.
6: Heart and soul, we've got it, the power to change the world. Because what we're talking about is a movement in consciousness. Thank you, Reverend Andriette, for letting us know that we are forever in a position of choice as we move through our various places in consciousness. And right now, this time is all about a consciousness of giving. Because we know that's intricately connected to receiving. There are many ways in which you can support heart and soul through your gracious giving. You can send a check to 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give on our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash And while you're there, you may want to consider setting up your gift uh, to be recurrent, happening at the interval and the amount that you want to have happen automatically. Or you may choose to just give uh, on a one-time basis. However you choose to give your gift is right and perfect for us because it's right and perfect for you. My favorite way is to text the word give to 510 right on my smartphone. And it is also important that we maintain the proper consciousness in our giving. We want to maintain an attitude of gratitude, blessing our good, thereby establishing the good that our gift will make in this world. So, wherever you happen to be in this world, I invite you to take your gift in hand or maybe just place your hand over your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is.
2: When you try. And open your eyes, Life seems to take a brand new start When you trust, when you believe Get ready for the good things you will receive Let the power in you Tell you just what to do No
0: That's our trailer for our 2021 summer school, Trust, an original song by my brother Lonnie Berry, and uh, I'm lyric- I mean, sorry, uh, the vocalist is Charles Peebles. And I just want to give kudos to Revelo again. Every time I see it, I just, he never ceases to amaze me as he continues to just grow his skills and share them with us. So big shout-out and gratitude to Revelo. And once again, I'm going to invite you and insist that you show up on Wednesday night because we got work to do. And the work is inner work. And so we have prepared the place and the way, so just join us. You can go to our website, heartsoulcenter.org, to... um, Find the link to register, because you must register in order to get the Zoom link. Um, But we're having a good time, and we are doing the transformational work. I am just so, so grateful that you're joining us this morning or whenever you are tuning in. And I encourage you to share this with someone. Invite somebody to be with you. Be safe. In all that is happening in the world, be safe, but invite some folks to do it with you. They can do it virtually with you. Y'all can hang out in advance and figure out a way to do this. Or do it with family, however you do it. Um, I just suggest that you share this. Splash a little on somebody else as well. Yes? Thank you for tuning in and for showing up and all of that. What we... Are doing, just as I invite you to center yourselves for our closing prayer, I want to remind you that I liken what I do to baking baklava, baklava. And now, of course, I've never done that, <laughs> which is probably why I have nerve enough to liken it to what I do, uh, is because I'm not limited by the fact that I don't know how to do that. But the reason I do that, because the thing that strikes me about baklava are all of the layers of that phyllo dough. And I feel like what we are up to is doing this layering in a way that we ensure that there's something for everyone. So the music, the, the songs today, that the, the message within the songs, um, that, you know, even trust the song that you just heard, um, let the power in you tell you just what to do. Come on, blind people. Let the power in you guide you to your own healing and divine revelation that y- love is in the room always, that none of us is ever alone and that the love that we cherish, the love that is transformational, is surrounding and enfolding us always. Whether we see it, feel it, realize it, acknowledge it, does not matter. It absolutely is. And we have the power to change the world. Not so much out here, but by, by our beingness, by being who we are. And so knowing this truth through lyrics, through scripture, through prayer, through centering, through meditation, through all of the ways, the journaling, the notes y'all are taking, the photos of the screen that you have captured, whatever it is, I know that it all contributes to our movement and consciousness. And so from this very place, I declare that there is one life. That it is the life of the living one, the strong one, that this life surrounds and enfolds each and every one of us, that all of us is contained in the one. We are not the same, but we are all in the one, the oneness, the divine principle of oneness. That means that each and every one of us is breathing the breath of the living one, the strong one. Even as the living one, the strong one, the divine source is breathing each and every one of us. That each and every one of us is living the life of the living one, the strong one, divine source. And that the life of the the mighty I am presence, the living one, the strong one, the source of all that is, is living each and every one of us that in that there is no space for us to be alone and without, that we're all held in the divine, covered in everything in our heart's desire, already accomplished in God, in the divine, in the living one, in the mighty I am presence. Oh, and so I just speak this word from the vantage point of knowing and trusting and believing in the one, that I know that we are all, as I heard Felicia say earlier, that we are all receiving blessings on blessings on blessings, that there's absolutely no way other than our blindness and our absolute refusal to accept the good, the healing, the divine presence the shift the change the divine evolution the which manifest as the upward spiral in health and well-being in the healing of relationships in the healing of mental and emotional and spiritual and physical health Oh, I am grateful for the divine unfolding of all good for each and every one of us. I know that it is always present and that what is different, what this word is called to be and do is to clear anything, any thought, any way of being out of the way so that the divine unfoldment of good that is in perfect alignment with each of us. My good is aligned with me. Her good is aligned with her. His good is allowed is, is aligned with him. Their good is aligned with him. And so I'm just giving thanks for the perfect order in the universe. I'm acknowledging that it doesn't always look like order. And yet, there's a perfect, perfect knowing divine and perfect knowing within each and every one of us that recognizes the perfect unfoldment of the life of God in each and every one of us. There is an inner knower who recognizes and knows this truth, recognizes this truth in these words spoken, not because I'm saying it, not because it's my vibration, but because it's true. And that's why it works. And so it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I release this word into the perfect activity of love that I know is the law and is setting everything straight. And in its perfect condition for the now moment, I just let it be. In absolute perfect gratitude. I let go. I let God, and so it is. Love matters.